good time of the day and welcome to another episode of and when i say i mean i'm your co-host austin and i'm your other co-host adrian welcome to another week hope it was nice yeah uh adrian did you do anything fun in the last week Uh, um so recently i'm getting back into our hit class at work Mm. um i missed the last two weeks but i'm back this week what does that mean high intensity interval training Mm. um question it's mainly yeah why is it not pronounced height 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 um i don't know because that's not a word perhaps it sounds german maybe (laughs) height um i don't know why it's pronounced hit instead of height Um, but it's just a lot of like body weight stuff, like lunges and push-ups and abs and. Oh, were you not running? We did some running, yeah. Okay. Actually, we didn't do any running this time. But we do. We have done running in the past, squats and stuff. I thought you guys He's... were doing like all running. No, I mean I took a running class, but that was like all running, so that was just the, the running class. This is a different thing. This is a different thing. Oh. This is just specifically hit. Hmm. Um, so anyways, my legs are just toast. So that was yesterday. Today, they're very sore. Um, you know how Dad has that roller thing that he rolls in the ground with? Yes. Have you rolled on his new one? It no, is an absolute rock of a thing. I did see it, though, because Oliver was playing with it. Um, but I don't. I don't have a foam roller. Which maybe I should invest in one. So I used this bottle. Oh my. Um, I didn't have a tennis ball either, which I'm told is also like death. But let but me tell you, very good. Dad does not have a foam roller either. He has a like a metal a solid steel, just like very <laughs> thick tube, uh-huh. uh, with a little bit of foam that's draped over it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, don't roll it on your like lower back because. It will break you. Well, you're, there's no muscle. There's well, there are muscles there, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to roll. It's difficult to roll on a bottle. I was trying huh. to roll my quad, which like it worked pretty uh. well. Um, all Your things quad. considered. Yeah. Aren't you like lying on the ground, <laughs> like face yeah. down on the ground? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. Okay, interesting. Uh, but it still felt good. It, I couldn't. It it really wasn't working for my glutes as well. But um, interesting. Yeah, did some just normal strat, strat, static stretching as well, which is mm-hmm. helpful. But yeah, so that was that's been the past mm. couple of days. Crazy two days, I guess. Yesterday and today. Um, but yeah, how about you? What have you been up to? Um, well, I was. I I am continuing my foray into bread. And this week it brought me. Did, were, did you have a question or just? I did, your but I'll. Around? I did have a question, but I'll save it for later. Okay, and uh, this time it has brought me from Eastern Europe to France, um, and so I made a French country bread uh, using a pré-fromentois. I don't. I have no idea how to say it, but it's the French word for <laughs> that was good. Uh, I would pre-ferment. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. What but, does that mean? Um, so uh, th- w- it it's weird, but when you talk about bread in a legit way, as my boy Peter does, mm-hmm. uh, you you don't talk about like get, like rising the dough. It's not like it rises for so long. The bread ferments for such a long time, Isn't which is, the same is thing? what's happening. Um, like the yeast is digesting the bread right. and then producing like CO2 and stuff, mm-hmm. which is weird if you think about it, which is why I think most people don't call it fermenting and just right. call it rising. Right. Uh, and so prefermenter, is just uh <laughs> I hope no French people are listening to this. There are people who know French. Yeah. Uh is just it's kind of like a dough start it's kind of like a sourdough starter, but it's not sourdough. Okay. 
So what's the benefit of I guess what's the benefit of having it rise before then you don't have to have it rise later when you make the uh, rest of the day? <laughs> Apparently, but it's the rise time for this French country bread is still over like three hours. Wow. Uh, total. Uh not all at once. Uh and that's so that's not counting the overnight fermentation of, right. of the of the other part. Who did all of this testing like way back in the day? Mostly monks. Uh, yeah. Like many pastries, many types of cheese, many types of wine, and many bread are developed by monks. They have a lot of or time nuts. on their hands. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, right, yeah. You've got years, so you might as well make cheese. Right. <laughs> Wines. Yeah. <laughs> so how did it turn out? How did uh, it pre It went pretty well. Um, the, the flavor was really good. It tasted, it tasted like baguettes, like the baguettes you get at Panera to do anyway. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. have much experience outside of baguettes you get at Panera. That's, it's probably underselling bag, French baguettes. I know, I we're know. we're just comparing them to Panera. Well, but I, I'm assuming Panera is not completely wrong. Um, right, right, right. And so that, that means the flavor was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't as crusty as it should have been though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did not read the recipe ahead of time, and so during the middle of the first rise, I learned that I'm sp- I'm supposed to have a steam pan uh, to do this, and I'm like, I wonder what a steam pan is. Um, and so I'm I'm faking having a hearth uh, to make this country French bread, like like a like a actual fireplace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the the the. The steam thing is you're supposed to be just throwing hot water onto hot stones. Um, and then what you does get... the steam do to the, the bread? S- the steam makes it really crusty. Okay. I don't so know that's why. why. you didn't have that, like, crust. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You would think that you would want to get water out of yep. the bread. It, let me tell you, no one understands the physical mechanisms behind most cooking. Wait, are you serious? N- yes, I am serious. Um, like most of the physical mechanisms behind cooking are vaguely known at best. I guess that, like, that's not too surprising, I guess. Like, well, I mean, it is kind of surprising, but like what happens when you bake a cake? Like, how does this like weird liquidy batter thing turn into a cake? People are unsure. Um, there's a class of reactions. It's called like the Mylard reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like toasting and browning of things falls into that type of reaction and so in cookies you want to balance that reaction uh versus like the you don't want it to all be crispy um but you don't want it to be raw right and so you want to balance still having a soft inside of your cookie with enough crisp apparently i watched a video about making cookies the other day man now i'm really hungry for cookies I could whip them up. I was you man. Live in I was Maryland. I was at home the other day in Potsdam, and um, I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I could go for some cookies. And then I'm like, I've baked things. <laughs> I can just make cookies. Um, and so did you I did, have everything you needed to I make? I did cookies? have everything. I well, okay, I had everything I needed to make sugar cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is just like I'm assuming is just like sugar. And... It's it's sugar and flour basically. Yeah. Um, some butter. Um, yep. If you're fancy, you'll get an egg in it. But I mean, basically, cookies are just sugar and right, butter. Right. Right. Yeah, I learned that. So British people, I was always like, "What on earth are British people calling cookies biscuits for?" Cookies are basically sweet biscuits. Like the ingredients, <laughs> you just add sugar to your biscuit yeah. mix. <laughs> they're, they're like they're sweet biscuits that are more flat. What do they call biscuits then? Just biscuits, still? Uh, no, biscuits are not a thing in England. From is what I can, what I thing? what I can gather, yeah. Let's give this a quick Google. Is this just like a cowboy thing? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a cowboy thing, which is why we grew up eating biscuits. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just give this. I'm gonna give this a quick read here. I also learned that Rosamund Pike is playing Moraine in the Wheel of Time, which is exciting that. from like a she's a good actress perspective, mm. but. It is not exciting from a she's far too tall to play Moraine perspective. 
My first thought really as soon as I saw it was she's too tall. Have you you've seen Gone Girl? Yeah, sorry. I just don't know anything about Moraine. Oh, her her most immediate distinguishing feature is that she's very short. She Which also is wears the blue. Opposite of who this person is. Mm-hmm. Like it she's seems like she's pretty tall. Yeah. She plays the main. She plays the girl. Whatever mm-hmm. her name is. Um. Okay. So just Amy. Skimming over the Wikipedia page for biscuits, which, forewarning, I'm a terrible skimmer. It seems that everywhere else in the world besides America, maybe, mm-hmm. calls biscuits, or cookies biscuits, or biscuits are cookies. But, yep. Um, actually, no, maybe that's not. Even in Canada. Anyways, um, but yeah, somehow it's gotta be it's gotta be just cowboys or something. They didn't have any sugar out on yeah, the they range. Ran of, they ran out of sugar, so um, they just had to have these biscuits. Mm. But speaking of cowboys, yep. So this weekend, both Austin and I were at our parents' place in Pennsylvania. Represent, and we were looking through photo albums, and for some reason. We got to this point in the photo album, and our dad was like, and this is when we became cowboys. <laughs> we were all and, wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> right, but then, like, significant portions yeah. after that, like, made us look like we were cowboys. Um, Anthony was holding up an old saloon with a gun at one point. I don't remember the saloon part, but... <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there some kind of like fallacy for the describe that where it's like because he said we're cowboys we were thinking about cowboys and so that oh, everything yeah. after that is like this is obviously like we're cowboys yeah i forget what it's called but it's it's basically it's it's like when you meet someone for the first time on a college campus and then you see them everywhere yeah um it's that same same type of deal it doesn't have to be on a college campus. It could be anywhere in the that's world. Just but that's just most of the time when, when I've experienced that. I effect. understand your meaning. But, yeah, so we were in Pennsylvania. I So about a month and a half ago, our niece was born, and we missed seeing her after her birth by like a day or two. Yeah. So that was upsetting. It was. So then I was planning to go down and visit this weekend as well. I was going to go to Pittsburgh, but it turns out that Alana and the kids were going to be in Lancaster because Anthony was on a business trip to Paris. How tragic. I know, right? Um, I'm sure uh, for his family. He had some fancy French bread while he was there. I'll have to I'll have to make some for him and, and be like Anthony. Compares. Yeah. You could also ask Alana. I'm sure she would enjoy that as well. That's true. And she has also been in Paris and had fancy bread. Fresher in Anthony's mind, though. Well, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Um, so, yeah, that was my plan, was to meet my niece for the first time. And I accomplished that. And it was amazing. It turns out Austin was also there. Austin, why were you there? I was there because I live in Maryland now, and it's only three hours to drive to my parents. And I was also preaching on Sunday. Nice. How did that go? Um, who knows? I thought it was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, but yeah, who knows? It was good. The content was good. I think the reason why you think maybe it didn't go good is that people are just encouraging you on how you can continue to improve and how we can continue to see how your preaching skills improve, which they have since the first time you preached, so. Yeah. You seem not impressed. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, you don't have to listen to anyone. Well, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the problem? <laughs> I asked how it went and everyone was like, no one understood a word you said. And I, I was... Which is largely not true, but and people didn't say no one understood a word you said. Uh, that's what I heard. Okay, I'm sorry. 
wasn't what we were saying. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. It reminded me of my high school graduation. Why is that? Well, I wrote a speech for my high school graduation, and then I gave it to my dad, our dad, so he could read it. And he said, no one's going to understand this. So I wrote a completely different speech, and everyone loved it. And I'm like, ah, this is awful. I feel like this is just your life. I know. Instant. Like that that single event, I feel like, is a microcosm of my entire life. And continues to be. Yeah, right. It's it's it is still a microcosm of my entire life. I'm not really sure I know what microcosm means, but um it's like a the way I'm using it is that it's a a representative of a of a larger part. Okay. That's fair. I hope that can change for you. I do too. A microcosm uh a community place or situation regarded as encapsulating in miniature the characteristic qualities or features of something much larger. Okay. But anyway. Anyways, the weekend was still nice, though. I also had off Friday because no one works on Fridays in Maryland. Wasn't it only every other Friday? In theory. But it actually is every Friday? Um, I still go in every Friday, but the the it seems like the just the vast majority of Maryland does not work on Fridays. Solid. And DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it just in the summertime or is that year round? No, year round, baby. Wow. No wonder nothing gets done in government. Mm-hmm. But um Chem. Like I'm sure Congress does not work on Fridays. But anyway, um, speaking of graduations, I was at Zach's graduation probably like two months ago at this point. No, that's a, that's a huge exaggeration. It was like a it was month, like and, a a month and a half. <laughs> it was literally oh, yeah. the same it was time like the Isabel before, was born. Yeah, it was the day before Isabel was born. Actually, it was two days. Yeah, it was Three two days before. Days. I'm at Zach's graduation, and I'm sitting there watching this guy walk into a room in big robes, carrying a mace. I have no idea what this mace is for. Literally, it's like a morning star that you use in battle. That's what it literally represents. He, he comes and carries this in and places it upon the podium in front of all the graduates. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what are we doing this for? Like, uh, like is this a joke? Like, who cares? <laughs> Um, and so this has got me thinking, I've been reading a book called, um, American gods where the rituals for the different pantheons are very important to their existence. So my, my question is, are rituals important? And I want to ask more are secular rituals important, but we can address the first one first. Can you define rituals? Because the first thing that comes to my mind when you say rituals is some kind of like witchcrafty demonic forces ritual. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be demonic, but um, that I think. But that, it has to be witchcrafty. Um, it depends on what you mean by witchcrafty. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just thinking of like literally. You say ritual, and it just means like sacrifices and summoning demons. Um. I so that's that's the I that's kind of the right track. Why are, I, why are you just not saying no? Ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. But I just want to clarify that you maybe you are talking about these type of sacrifice or these type of rituals because I don't think those are those are good type of rituals. But I mean, we have religious rituals. Right, but, okay, I'm just saying the term ritual, this is what I think of when I hear the term ritual. Why? Because <laughs> nobody else uses it for anything else. Oh, no, that no, that's that's crazy. If you just, okay, so you just used ritual to describe a graduation ceremony, yeah. nobody else would probably no, be saying no, that. No, 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 no. Have, have you looked at, have you read any of the recent research on rituals? No. 
who raise of hands who has actually <laughs> i didn't know there was research on rituals oh yeah uh, everybody's researching rituals right now because because of the the withdrawal from a religious life in western societies people are really focused on rituals as something that's missing from the lives of many people um and so uh lots of people okay not lots of people but there are businesses that exist that will design rituals for you um to practice with your friends okay so i still want to clarify what we mean by ritual this is just like something a series of actions or things that you do to does it have to be out of celebration out of memorial out of something so it can be all of those things giving christmas presents Yep. Parades for Memorial Day. Uh, maybe. Fireworks. Uh, less so. For 4th of July. How are these not rituals? Uh, how, how Explain the difference. Um, b- because it's, it's – so they're typically s- involving things that are sacred, and they happen in a prescribed way. Okay. How is 4th of July not something that's sacred and happens in a prescribed way? Well, it's not as sacred as Christmas. But aren't we trying – so, okay. I agree it's not as sacred as Christmas, but, like, for some people it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. But in in a in a formal definition of rituals, fireworks would not – would probably not count unless you're celebrating uh, perhaps the god Ra. Well, I'm saying fireworks on the 4th of July. Okay, oh, so you're okay. saying – right. Like, that is something that sure, is, sure, like, sure, sure. I, you can't have the 4th of July without fireworks. In a literal definition of ritual, that would not be included because it's not a religious celebration. Okay. Unless you're talking about American civic religion, which is kind of a different thing. But in the way that I want to talk about rituals, yeah, that's a good thought. Right, right, right. So the the literal definition of a ritual is it has to be something that is religious yep. in nature. But you are trying to maybe talk about things that aren't necessarily religious in nature, but the fact that our society is separating from religiosity, I don't really like using that term, but I'm going to use it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the th- we research is now showing that we are losing these rituals, and that is potentially harmful to us as a society and as people. Well, it's it's that's hard to say. Uh, because it, like it's hard to attribute any causality to things in in sociology, uh, just mm-hmm. just because it's since like the seventies, it's been unethical to just perform random experiments on people. It was also it. unethical in the seventies, but people did it anyway. <laughs> the seventies were that. a wild time in psychology, man, and in the world. Anyway, yeah. Um. It's still unethical then, but uh, so it's hard to it's hard to say causality. But people people see the like the degradation in the quality of life for lots of people, and like there's lots of objective kind of standards of quality of life in which non-religious people underperform uh, people that attend not necessarily non-religious people, but people that attend religious services with more regularity uh that's correlated with many standards of success Um, and so people are looking at this and saying why are these non-religious people or non-religiously involved people not doing as well and how what what could we do to kind of fill the void um that a lot of people feel where it's like they miss the community of church or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do? We know develop rituals, and there are kind of already secular rituals. Like you, like a graduation ceremony from a university is derived from um, sacred rituals because universities are, um, but they're not now. Right. And so, okay, go ahead. I are are religious rituals important, and if so, like, are 
are secular are secular rituals for non-religious people important or should I care about non-religious rituals? Cuz I'm sitting that, that, in that I'm sitting in that graduation like this is all dumb mm-hmm. fluff stuff. Like who cares? Right. Um so that those are a lot several large questions rolled into one. Mhm. So first thought or first question you asked do religious rituals matter? Is that what you ask? I asked are they important, but are they important? Similar question. Um I there are a lot of religious rituals out there. I feel like that is a very large scope. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just going to talk about myself and my own experiences. Great. Is that okay? That's Be- <laughs> I mean like I wouldn't really want you to try okay, to talk good. about I'd... other people's experiences. Right. I'm would, so I'm, I'm that would just feel not disingenuous. Even... Yeah, I'm just going to that that's where I'm going to start. So my experience with religious rituals is primarily, if not only, yeah, I'll say primarily, in the Judeo-Christian realm. Sorry, I just don't like Judeo-Christian. Why? It, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it to me, it it is underselling Christianity, and it's it's looking back at history through our own current lens. I just meant when I said that I just meant to include both Judaism and Christianity in the same. Okay, I I just don't like it. Okay, so my experience has only been with Jewish and Christian rituals, primarily. There may be others that I'm forgetting, um, and so I think that they, I think they're both important and potential to be distracting maybe mm-hmm. so i'll go into why i think i'll kind of flesh that out i think they are important because a we know that god set up rituals mm-hmm. like that so therefore like there's just a base layer that it therefore it is important um and so and i think about when i think about not only what was the purpose behind god setting up those rituals i mean there's lots of different reasons but then why do i think they matter I think it's just because it allows us to take time to reflect on God and what he has done. So a lot of the rituals are like thank, thanking him for provision or like Passover, right? What, wh- why are we celebrating Passover? Because we're remembering what God did bringing the people out of Egypt. So I think in that way, rituals are very important because it, it, gives us a set time to say, okay, I'm going to remember this aspect about God and celebrate that and praise him for that. So I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And then the reason I think it can be distracting is when the ritual becomes, or like the point of the ritual is the ritual as opposed to the point of the ritual is to point us to God or to celebrate and worship God. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I think Christmas is a great example of that. Where, like, why do we give gifts? Because we give gifts at Christmas. But in reality, like, we should be giving gifts because, like, I think part of, and we talked about this, I guess, maybe in one episode, but, like, because the greatest gift of all was given, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, giving gifts should be about thinking about that. Um, But I think sometimes the problem, or even Easter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Easter is, like, it's just so painful to me sometimes because it's like we miss so much of why Easter is great and think it's about dying eggs and Easter bunnies, which I love dying eggs. But if it becomes just like if I am just doing these rituals because of the ritualistic things and missing the reason why we are celebrating them, I think that's when they can be distracting. So that's kind of my answer to the first question. Are religious rituals important? I think yes, but I also want to. I I don't want to get lost in the ritual and miss the the important part behind it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So as a person who goes to a more ritualistic church than you do. Yep. I assume. 
I mean, you've been I've to been my to church. church. I go to a <laughs> I've been to yours. To watch a church than Adrian. Um, I I think they're important not only in in setting aside times to reflect on what God has done, but I I think they can restructure the year around God. Mm-hmm. So a it it's a recentering of how we live our lives to be focused on the uh, the work of God in the world. I like I to me that's that's like the best case scenario for rituals. Um, and like the the ceremony, like the rituals in the Old Testament are kind of like that. They're yearly remembrances of kind of the story of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I follow the church calendar a lot more than I used to, and which was not at all. Um, and so what I like about the church calendar is that it it takes normal times and brings the sacred into them. Um, it It's a something that we do collectively that changes how we look at the world, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important. Uh, but I, I think you're right. The, so the, the catechism in the Book of Common Prayer says that the sacraments are signs that are their own um, signifier. So they are what they what they represent, and so if we, I I think the. I agree with you. Where we go too far with rituals is kind of divorcing the signs from what they signify. Um, because if if it's just the sign, then the sign has to be exactly in such and such a way. And you have to do it that way every single time or it's pointless mm-hmm. uh, because all it is is the ritual. Uh, but I, I think if we have rituals that um, have something that they're signifying or are something that they're signifying, um, it depends less on the, I think, ritualistic as in like repeated action of the ritual and, and more goes deeper into what underlies it. Um, and brings us into better contact with with why we're doing things, um, not just how we're doing things. Right. So I'm going to kind of give an example of what I think you're saying. Is like, So, for instance, like communion, right? It's mm-hmm. not about if you're having bread and actual wine or how you're doing it, if you're all drinking from the same goblet or if you dip, dip your little piece of bread in there. That is not necessarily what matters. What matters is that you're doing this in remembrance of me. That you're that that the point of the ritual is to point to something else outside of that. Not necessarily focusing on we need to do it this way every time, mm-hmm. every way. Yeah. Or um, I had a different example, but it has completely slipped my mind. So um, okay. these are just you wanna... the words that I have instead. Do you want to wait for it to come or should I ask you another question? Uh, ask me another question. So, okay, so I guess how do we, for me, how do we then deal with that? Um, because I think, I I don't know, maybe it's just me because I think sometimes I tend to be more legalistic about things, but maybe it's a human thing. But how do we, and I think maybe I'd like to hear your thoughts because you mm-hmm. are in a church that's more ritualistic how do you fight against that or maybe fight against it is too strong, but like, how do you not get caught up in that and say, okay, I'm going to do this and we do this the same way every time. But how do you keep connected to that point of this is what this is pointing to, as opposed to just holding on to this is what it is. Uh, Right. And I think that comes from a, to me, it's, it's trying to understand always why we're doing the things that we do uh, because I think it's easy to just do them um, and ignore the reasons why things are done for the reasons that they are 
Um, mm-hmm. Like what I like about the liturgy is that everything is intentional in the liturgy. Mm-hmm. So if I ask, why do we say this when? I can find out the answer to that. And so I, I mean, it's like, I mean, you can like go through the motions with anything. Um, I was thinking about that as you were saying, like, even though my church service is less liturgical than yours, in some ways we do the exact same thing every time we mm-hmm. sing somewhat different songs, but they're the same songs that we always sing throughout the year. We always, we, you know, have, we sing songs and then we sit down and somebody preaches. Or like, like it's like uh, my, my patented two-step workout program is go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. Like you can go through the motions with going to the gym. Like you can be there and you can right. like get your sweat on. That's an office reference. And like you, it's not, it's not any good because you're not really trying. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're just at the gym to be at the gym. So you have to go there and work out. And right. so the ritual is, it's, it's not enough to just like be there for them. You have to participate in them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you, I guess you kind of explain that is, it's not about being there. It's about participating in it and seeking to always figure out why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, and just like a lot of the the teachings of Jesus is like, you don't really need all these rituals. Like it's all founded in me. And mm-hmm. so if, if the rituals like aren't helpful, like I don't think we should be, I'm going to say married to them. And that's a joke because it's marriage is also a sacrament. <laughs> also a sacrament. We shouldn't be married to them over like the core of faith. I, like, I think those things are important as reflections of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think more important is the, the new relationship that we have with God mediated through Christ. And so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need the rituals to do that because of the, it's completed through the work of Christ. But I think those rituals right. are very important and do um, deepen and um, convey Christ to us. Uh, but if, like, if you are, like, scarred as a Catholic by what some rituals or something, like, it's okay if you don't want to do them. Right, because, well, you're, yeah, I agree, like, we don't need rituals to be able to know God and and be with him and experience him. But if the ritual can help strengthen that or emphasize something different or challenge us in a different way and, I think and point us to – right, right. I think that's when they're good and that's why they exist, right? But I agree. If it becomes something that is like – and like if this is – this ritual is actually hindering me from – getting to god then yeah like i would say don't feel any pressure to to do that and so this is this is why i'm confused by secular rituals because to me secular rituals are already divorced from like because they don't signify it Mm -hmm. i don't know like can secular rituals signify anything um Well, well i think that's a good question like because another thing I've thought about is like the whole idea of secular weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think if I have been to a secular wedding, probably, but just like that idea is just kind of weird to me. And again, maybe it's because I'm coming from a Christian background mm-hmm. and, and most of the weddings I've been to have been like, christian weddings but in some ways like it's hard for me to understand how weddings can be anything but christian weddings like and maybe that's a i don't know maybe that's wrong but like i don't know i think you could have a jewish wedding okay that (laughs) okay but like in some ways can you though because if if marriage is like an example of christ in the church like Anyway, I don't. I, I don't I think know. You could like the God as the the lover of the people 
is you know is an image used in Hosea. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I I I don't know because what what we're talking about in rituals has nothing. I mean, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with the other people, with to do with other people, but but most of our what we're describing about interactions has to do with us and God. And like I think that other people like even they've like those rituals do involve other people. But like that seems to be the only thing that secular rituals have is the fact that you're with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I w- like I was trying to, I was talking to Amelia about w- what's the difference between ritual and tradition. Mm-hmm. And to me, rituals are sacred traditions. And so like if you, if you ignore sacredness, mm-hmm. w- what's the point of rituals other than as traditions right so what's a so so graduation i guess is even well, that let's is talk about like fireworks, a second right because what or just I, like what fireworks yeah, if fireworks represent anything they represent our commitment to the country mm-hmm. ideally um and so i i like i guess that's Fireworks on the 4th of July signify our bonds of patriotism and brotherhood in the country. Right. Like the, uh, even just like think, I'm just like thinking about the days I have off from mm-hmm. work. The The only days that I like get off work are Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Memorial Day. And like Labor Day, you get off on Easter. We get off Easter Friday, but that's just because the company I work for is founded by Christians. Oh. Um. It was always weird to me that we got off on Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day is kind of an interesting one, but it's it's all like, so Christmas and Christmas and Easter are religious, the Christian holidays. Thanksgiving is kind of it depends in some on how way, you construe it. Right, but, it's but that's like a secular. Thanksgiving is also probably maybe another example of yeah. a ritual. The Fourth of July and Memorial Day are similar in like our patriotism and like also remembering the people who died for our country's freedom. And so, I don't know. Like are those are like, I in some ways I it's hard for me to say that Thanksgiving is completely secular i don't know like what are we giving like giving thanks is just kind of an interesting thing i don't know i guess you can give thanks to, to something other people that's to other people not god but um so yeah i i don't know but i mean like lots of people say they're thankful for their health um on thanksgiving like that's like the mm-hmm. number one thing that people say they're thankful for Mm-hmm. It's just like, to whom are they thankful? Right. Um, so, um, I, sorry, like, I kind of derailed us from fireworks. Oh no, that's fine. So I don't, I don't. I guess that rit- rituals are important for secular reasons in the same in some of the okay, in some of the same ways that they are for religious reasons. In that it's a way for groups to commit themselves to a certain thing. I think maybe less of that and more of like separate themselves. And maybe this kind of ties it back from to religious or or sacred rituals. Is like remove themselves from themselves. Mm. So like being thankful i'm thank i'm i i i am thankful to something else that's not me i i'm i have to acknowledge something else apart from myself in order to be thankful i think maybe well, i don't I, know i think it's kind of like it's trying to make something holy in the sense that holy is set apart so like right. a wedding a secular wedding 
like makes the wedding it makes like the union holy because that day is a day set apart to mm-hmm. to celebrate and commemorate um these two people right i just like but to me that's like just like way shallower though than like sacred ritual so how should i sh- like should i take secular ritual seriously um cuz probably but like th- how do you think we should um i think we should um not to the extent that be- i think we should be uh, sorry, I'm trying to formulate thoughts. I think they are important. I I think for us, if I think they shouldn't be more important than our religious mm-hmm. rituals. I think if that, or if we lose because there's a lot of like sexual secular ritual, rituals mixed into Christian rituals, and I think if you mix those too much, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is important to engage in secular rituals as a way of connecting with the people who that is how they connect. Yeah. Um, I think like, I don't know. I think that they are important in that it is one of the few times in our increasingly selfish culture that we do kind of come together and think about things outside of ourselves, um, whether that's remembering or being thankful or um, celebrating the finding founding of our country or something. I, I just I think they are important because I think a it shows us that there's a common ground. Um, I think especially since things are so divisive, like we can at least most people can come together and be thankful for the 4th of July and thankful for America, even if everybody is very aggressive most of the time. Maybe that's not true, but I I hope it's true. And so I think that for that reason, it is good because, yeah, I just think that it's pretty divisive out there. And if we have something, even just a secular holiday that brings us together, I think that is good, at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I. I think they're important because people care about them, um, and so like if it's good to care about things that people care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess what I worried about is that self rituals are not are are like more selfish um though what, what you, you said though reminds me of uh what jonathan Haidt talks about as um like spiritual and religious things taking us outside of ourselves to unite us for a common cause but i i to me what i worry about um f- for like for a secular wedding what I worry about is that it's even like it's worse be it's worse because it is wrapped in like the the perceived the perception of holiness um whereas it's really an affirmation of your own self. I'm not sure I followed that so let me give you a bizarre example okay I was listening to a podcast the other day where one of the people, his name is also Austin, said mm-hmm. that um, he considers Batman v. Superman to be blasphemous and a sin against the Holy Spirit. It was okay. fascinating. So he says that um, Batman, Superman, as portrayed in Batman v. Superman, is blasphemous because he is a representation of Christ, but in saying that he does the things he does because he chooses to do them is is an affirmation only of Superman himself, whereas Christ affirms a reality and God that is 
whose will is is done through Jesus. Like Jesus is obedient even to the point of death on the cross to mm-hmm. the Father, where Superman only affirms his own self. So okay. that so to me this is what I what I worry about like secular rituals is that in in wrapping themselves in the garments of holiness to which they aspire, I feel like they are even they're made worse in some ways because they are fundamentally only an affirm they they can be. Thanksgiving I think is a good um is a good counterexample because it often you're thankful to some ambiguous thing. But um in a wedding it's it's fundamentally an affirmation of you and the person that you love and your relationship. And so that to me How is that different how is that different than a Christian wedding? At Christian weddings are about God. Okay. I guess like why can't the opposite be true? It can be. Why can't those things because they're in this thing that is in many ways sacred, why can't it point to that as opposed to bring it down? It, I, I it could, but I, like I think the the root is completely different. Okay, I'm not sure if I agree necessarily. The, I think the root is the same. Marriage is the same. Like the idea of marriage doesn't change whether or not. Fundamentally disagree. Okay, maybe I don't. Maybe I disagree with what I'm saying. I just haven't formulated it correctly. Marriages yet. are about God, and when we like when we come together in a marriage, it's because it's a reflection of God's love for us. Right. And so having a, a marriage outside of that is we're coming together because we love each other. And so the foundation of one is God's love for us. The foundation for the other is just our love for ourselves. Okay. And so by by um, equating them in the way that we often do, I, I worry that that is, is worse than if we did nothing at all. Which is why I I don't support any marriages by performed by the government. Okay. I think marriage should be exclusively a sacred um, event. Okay. Or or that we had two different words for marriage. Right, but I don't think that's gonna happen. It's not. Neither of those things are going to happen, but and I I say that because of my my fears of 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 thinking that you're doing one thing while f- fundamentally missing the the reasons why these rituals exist. Okay, I think that that it's like taking the sign and then putting a new signifier attached to that same sign. Right, but I I guess I just yeah I don't know I don't yeah I don't know I don't know what I think I, I don't th- I think they can like I think Thanksgiving is good Fourth of July is good because they are they are fundamentally about non you so couldn't marriage be about the other person in that way it's not about just me um it could be. But I I don't I don't know I. Th- I think that would be ideal. I worry okay. about that though. I um, also I, I also have profound worries about Thanksgiving and the Fourth of July. Okay. More for the Fourth of July. I I don't know if I agree with you complete or at least I'm not willing to say that I completely agree with what you're saying about marriage. I think I. I think I understand what you're saying that there is the danger is, is that we are misplacing something that is sacred and undermining it with something that is secular. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is true, but I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think that it means we just tell people that 
if you're not a Christian, you can't get married because there's a lot of people that aren't Christians out there. Right, right. But to me, it's like, it's like if everyone if everyone celebrated Ramadan, just, like why though? Um, like if you're but, uh, so, don't people get married in different religions? Is that okay? I don't, I don't know. I would have to find out what the justifications for marriage are in other religions. I I am only. I'm most familiar with Christianity. I'm more familiar with Judaism, but I really don't know enough about other religions to say whether or not I would support marriage within those but religions. But isn't that, isn't that the same thing, though? If marriage is specifically about our relationship with God and that God is the one true God, that any other religion, even if they are doing it for God, still has to be wrong. Um, well, no, no, I feel like they could have consistent justification in their own frameworks i'm not sure that that's consistent though with what you just said though it because, might be and i because i am willing to non- say i don't support non-christian marriages because that would okay. be I, I think that would be my my real support anyway um but that that feels worse but i mean in in, an, in a non-religious person's framework right that would be the same like right that's why i say like everyone could celebrate ramadan but it makes no sense if you're not muslim okay or we could all have bar mitzvahs but it would be weird right yeah i mean i think i understand what you're saying and and i think i agree to some extent it's just weird because a lot of people, just humans, get married. And so, like, it seems like it's a part of culture, not necessarily a part of religion. Right, which is why it deeply worries me. Okay. I think that's okay. But I... I'm more worried about the 4th of July, though, than I am about marriage. Why are you more worried about the 4th of July? I don't know. To me, the 4th of July is just a celebration of of war and its positive effects which i don't think is is a good thing to have a yearly reminder of because i don't think war has positive effects in general um and that we sh- i like i think we should abstain from them and so it i, I think it's 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 harmful to have a a yearly celebration of wars Okay. We're getting into a lot of deep topics right at the end of this thing, which is... You keep asking questions, so... I thought <laughs> you were going to wrap you're... up eight minutes well, ago. It's hard to wrap up when you make so many just, like, statements that are just asking for more, cl- like, just deeper questions. We like, can I have talk like, about the 4th of July next week. I it's have almost four... The it's almost the 4th of July. I have so many more questions that I'd love to answer, ba- ask based on the statement that you just made. But sadly, we're out of time. Okay, so look forward to the follow-up to this where we talk about the 4th of July. Maybe war, who knows? I it's think gonna they're be... inextricably linked, so... Probably. Okay, what are, our, what, what are we reflecting on? What are we... What's the word I'm supposed to use now? Reflections. Of take? Yeah, that's Reflections. right. Reflections. Considerations. Contemplations, if you prefer. Considerations is good, too. I think we should think about... I think we should think about rituals and how how what we do reflects what we believe. And like how, if you think rituals are important, how can we incorporate them into our lives to better emphasize the things that we truly value? And uh, sorry, I, I'm going to make it specific to you. What is something that you want to think about? Oh, something that I want to do more is uh, just pray the office more because um, I've I've uh, sometimes I'm in a better habit than I am now yes what's the office because I'm just thinking of Jim and Pam the office is the way that I'm referring to it is the daily office um, which is a a series of prayers and readings um, that take you through it's a three-year cycle um, of reading through the Bible the Psalms the Psalms are part of the Bible but they the, they're separated from the rest of the readings. Mm-hmm. Um, so you read through the Psalms much more often than the rest of the Bible. 
um, there are different prayers, and it changes with the different seasons of the church calendar. And so when I have been in the habit of reading the office, it's a, I think it's a really great and valuable thing um, in the way that it, it changes how you it changes how I relate to even just individual weeks. Like mm-hmm. I, I look forward to Fridays because I like the prayers on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And so that it changes how I, I view not just like the year cycle, but even a weekly cycle and a daily right. cycle. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think for me, I want to think about like, what are the rituals in my life? whether it is like my church service on a Sunday or even just like my job or the structure of my week and try to think more about like why I'm doing the things as opposed to the things that I'm doing. Um, Because I, I think a lot of times I do just find myself doing the things Mm -hmm. that I am doing and not really engaging with them even if yeah and so like reflecting upon that but also challenging myself to maybe break out of those rituals in order to get more connected with god i guess Mm -hmm. not not that the rituals are bad per se but but if I have the tendency to make those rituals about the things themselves, how can I put myself in a situation where I can get straight connected to God and, and, and not get caught up in the, the actions and the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of my, my thoughts and things that I kind of want to challenge myself on. Um, thinking about rituals. All right. Any recommendations? Recommendations for this week. Um, Bastille's new album came out. Doom Days, I believe it's called. Dune or Doom? Doom. Doom Days. So it's a very interesting album. Um, I haven't read anything about it because I don't frequently read articles. Um, But it has a very... has a very different feel kind of than their last album. Um, their last album was one that kind like talked about a lot of serious things I felt like, but in a way that was like kind of fun and happy. Mm-hmm. The music was kind of upbeat. This, this album seems to be talking, seems to be also talking about deep things, but in a way that's more minor key. Um, but then it's weird because the very last song, like, I feel like there's something going on in this album that I just I haven't been able to figure out yet, which is kind of cool when listening to an album. So it's definitely like a pro- progression of like a thought process or an understanding. At least that's kind of what, how I'm what I'm taking away from it is it's like him thinking about the world and what's happening and how it's not really that great. Mm -hmm. But then, and then, and the end. So my favorite songs are, I like quarter past midnight just because I, I I don't really know. I just kind of like the song. Um, Doom days, I think is really good. I think that's where he, it's like the middle of the album and it's really where he just is digging in and like, getting to the heart of like we just want to live we just want to stare at our phones listen to distract ourselves basically we're going to take the blue pill and just live our lives as if we don't know that there's anything greater there's anything more um and that's how we want to live so that's like i think that's the so that's the peak of the album and then the last song is called joy and all of the sudden the the album switches back to last album and you, it sounds very much like it should be in the last album. It shouldn't even fit in this album. I don't, I don't know. It's just like shocking almost, but then it's, it's also exciting because it's almost like he's figured out like, I, I don't really know. Cause I, it, it seems that the meaning he's saying behind that is like, 
joy is found in other people, which I guess is okay. Um, but, um, yeah, he just kind of comes out of this, I guess, in the end and kind of, or at least some semblance of it. So anyways, that's just my interpretation of the album. I'm probably maybe way off, um, but it's interesting. And I feel it, it, I don't know, if, again, if that's the correct interpretation of what's happening in this album. But it feels like there's something going on there. And I like what he has to say and, like, the challenges that he's kind of... At least the challenge I'm taking from it is, like, wake up. There's something more important. There's, like, there are there's more to life mm-hmm. than just coasting through and being blissfully unaware that there isn't something more. So... Give it a listen. Let me know what you think. I don't know. You don't need to let me know. You can just think about it yourself. But I think it's interesting, especially if you love Bastille. I will do those I things. It, I think it's interesting to see how they've progressed. Mm-hmm. But that's my recommendation. Um, thank you. My recommendation is The Bread Maker's Apprentice by peter reinhold um this is a this is a book i got as a gift um and i cherish it thank you um and it's it's if you wanted to know way more about bread than you ever wanted to know this is the book Mm -hmm. for you um but they've, they've got some great recipes there is a there's a recipe for a loaf of bread that has like a bunch of sausage it's like it's like pastrami and cheese just baked into it it is it is maybe the most delicious thing i've ever eaten in my life um the french bread that i just made is good he if if you ever wanted to know everything there is to make bread this is a good place to start um because it's there's pages and pages and um i really feel like i need a scale Mm-hmm. Uh, to properly use this book, um, but it's gone pretty well without a scale at this point. But um, I'm also going to recommend American Gods. It's interesting. I I try I well I, as I'm reading it, I'm trying not to think about the theology, um, but it's fun. Thinking about the theology or the book itself? The, or well, both. both. Um, but I just don't like theology, which is why I try not to think about it as I'm reading the book because it detracts from my enjoyment of the book. It's also yeah. by Neil Gaiman. It, it, he it's just like Brandon Sanderson. I feel like is so indebted to him, and I never knew that until hmm. now. Um, just in the in the structure, but also in the kind of approach to fantasy that they both have, which seems to just be like reveling in these worlds um and just being really excited to be there and see like what's around the corner that is a good explanation of sanderson mm-hmm. at least my experiences with yeah them. um i think that's it i don't think i've read anything else this week that's all right we need to wrap this yep. one up anyways thanks for joining us Yeah, we'll see you next week.